everybody. Welcome back to our final installment of the Boys Basketball Hoops Season Preview Podcast Series. And I guess this is going to serve as our pregame interview as well, Coach. Uh, this is my my favorite interview of the year. Oh, gee. Uh, this oh. Is, oh, dude, how many times have I said that to you? I, I absolutely love it. Um, we get into uh, most of the same things every year, and yet I'm still fascinated every year, year over year. Um. Coach, just blank slate. How do you feel? Preseason is over. It's game day. Yeah, um, really excited. I mean, it's it's awesome to uh, to be back. Knock on wood. Hopefully, have a full season. Um, you know, spectators, the, the the whole nine yards. You know, as as special as last year was, just to be back on the floor. Uh, together you know it was it was odd it was you know no fans in the beginning and then it was just senior parents and then just parents and and so on so the fact that um, you know at this point and again knock on wood um, that there's no strings attached and we're open for business just you know remember your masks and try to socially distance when you can um, you know that's that's exciting and I know the boys are are very excited about that uh, as well um, you know this this summer was was normal stuff for us you know we we you know got back to our 6 a.m practices here at the high school um you know uh team camps obviously we couldn't do those but we did you know our night scrimmages either at montgomery or, or other schools there was a, a summer league that started up at peak uh, for some of our younger guys and we sent them over there so you know preparation was was similar to what it what it has been in years past we've had some really really good scrimmages um, against some really solid teams, um, and the kids are playing well, man. They're 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 excited for um, uh, for this game versus Hillsboro. Um, you know, good good buddy Tim Palick, who was a head coach at, at Bernard's for a while and always did a remarkable job up there, um, is the new head coach at Hillsboro, and um, you know he's got the boys playing well, and and you know we're excited. It should be should be really really good atmosphere, good environment, and 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 we're excited for it. I can't even imagine what would happen if I gave you the questions in advance, because it's like you answer them all before I ask them. And that's why I don't give you the questions. So uh, <laughs> um, you are in a different position. You personally, Chris Grundy, you're in a different position right yeah. now than you have ever been entering a basketball season. Uh, you are now the athletic director at Montgomery High School, in addition to being the head basketball coach. Um, just hearing that, you know, that's sounds like a lot for anybody. So how is it living it? Um, yeah, you know what? It's, it's, it's a, it's a new experience for sure. Um, you know, and there's a lot that's, that's thrown at you on, on a daily basis, but, you know, thankfully for me, I have, I have a, a, a really good support system in place. Linda Durrell, uh, my athletic director, secretary, um, does a really, really good job. And, and she's helped me with, uh, with a lot of the stuff that I just, you know, just didn't know. Uh, Wayne Robinson and, and Mike O'Neill have been tremendous helps. Um, obviously, you know, we, we have Paul Papaduke and, um, you know, who's, who's going to be leaving us in a few days, but, um, you know, he's always there for me. And then his, his successor, Heather Pino, um, is, is another uh, big support for me. So I, I wouldn't be able to do the job if it wasn't for um, the people that you don't see. And then obviously, um, you know, my coaching staff and, and Joe Basford and, and um, Aaron Reynolds um, have been tremendous. You know, I've had some coaches kind of step uh, to the background this year. So you won't see them 
uh, at games. You may not see them at practices, but, um, you know, they're still there helping us out, whether that's, you know, Tommy Molars or Nick Cafiero or Kevin Tarka, Justin Kovacevic. Um, you know, they're, they're doing what they can to, to help us out. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's different. It's interesting. Uh, like the phone going off right now. Um, but it's, um, it's a new it's, world, baby. I, I, I enjoy it. Let me reject this call for a second and you can queue up the next question. And not editing that out. It's not what we do here. Welcome to the, please don't. Welcome to the mire, baby. We, we just give you the just raw. It's what we do. Um, <laughs> I have to imagine that just relative to uh, other seasons from time to time, you have to be pretty excited uh, as you head into this one. Because now for my money, you know, there have been really talented guys that have come through here in the, in the 15 years that I've been here. Um, and I, I had said the other day to Kyle Rarick that of all the point guards that, that you've had that have been super talented, Curry feels like he has maybe a little more along the scale of a lot of the traits that it's almost like, kind of like you're putting together, uh, a lot of the different point guards of the past, save maybe for Ryan McCoy. If you could make Curry six eleven, he might be Kevin Durant, you know what I mean? But uh, outside of that, Curry feels um, pretty assassin-like in terms of his mentality and his approach. And I don't know that that was true of all the point guards of the past. Just talk about Ryan. Talk about your enthusiasm for what the season has because of him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think before, you know, I, I get into that portion of the question, you know, I, I, I would just like to say um, first how proud I am of, of Ryan and, um, you know, here's a kid, and, and I spoke about this uh, at the at our first uh, tryout, first day of tryouts, when I was talking to a lot of the younger kids. You know, Ryan Ryan was a kid that never missed a camp of mine growing up, like ever, whether it was Friday night skill development or whether it was a summer camp. I, I, I told the story that um, his parents had signed him up for, for point guard college, point guard college camp, which is ultra, ultra expensive. And... Um, he lost his mind because that was during one of my weeks of summer camp. And I actually had to call him on the phone and just say, right, it's okay that you miss one week of camp, you know, to go do this. It's not like, you know, you're going on vacation, you're still playing basketball, you know? So, so he ended up, you know, missing that, that one week of camp, but um, you know, that he, he was a kid that just always worked his, his, his tail off to be the best possible player um, he could be. And, um, you know, what, what you don't see on the court is, is um, are, are some of the stuff that he does off the court, which is, you know, taking some of the younger guys under his wing and, you know, uh, doing some training stuff with kids. Like we were talking, we were doing our preseason conference meetings with me uh, and uh, on the bus coming back from Colonia and Miggy Aguilar, who's one of our sophomores on varsity, is going to be a really good player for us. You know, we were talking to him about like, you're in such you have such an amazing opportunity because you get to work and learn and practice with Ryan. And he goes, yeah, you know, he goes, uh, Ryan and I just agreed that Ryan's going to help me, um, for my, my pregame stuff, like go over some dribbling stuff with, with me. And there's, you know, it's just a perfect example of, of the kind of, of the kind of kid that he is. And speaking to that, you know, like that's not just something that, well, maybe it is for some, but you know, I, I would argue that, 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 um, not putting yourself bigger than anybody else may not be innate. So how did he get there? Obviously his parents, but 
the guards before him. The fact that Riley Green would always call Ryan, you know, when, when, when Ryan was a freshman on that, you know, remarkable conference championship team that we had. And, and Riley would, would pick up Rye and, and they would go and work out. So it's just, you know, the whole idea of, of pay it forward. Um, but yeah, getting back to your, to your original question of, uh, you know, how excited are we? Yeah. I mean, it's, we've been spoiled for four years and um, you know, us as coaches, players, you know, teammates, spectators, the Meyer, we've been, we've been really, really spoiled. And um, you know, you don't, you don't know what you have until it's gone. So I'm going to enjoy you know, knock on wood, hopefully these next 30 games or so that we have um, watching him go out there and do his thing and just orchestrate a game like like only he can. Um, so we're, we're excited for that for sure. I'm hoping 30 games will be great. If we get to 30. I feel like we're in a, <laughs> we're in a good space, coach. We're a good spot. Um, it doesn't, Ryan Curry is not going to win a state championship for you by himself. You know what I mean? This is, right. there's a reason why I, I think through the years you have been so successful and, and it is because when you don't have the stereo, the prototypical, I shouldn't say stereotypical, prototypical star players, you don't have four, six, seven athletic wings out here running around. You guys do this because you play together and you work together. What are going to be the most important things outside of Ryan Curry for this team to be successful? real it's real simple and it's not me being coy or anything like we have to hit open shots like that's that's what it's going to come down to I mean it's it's no secret that um you know most teams that we go against who scout us well are gonna are gonna try to take Ryan away so Ryan has a, a unique ability to um find guys wide open like literally wide open um and if we could knock down wide open shots we're going to win a lot of games if we can't knock down wide open shots, then we're not going to win as many. So again, I'm not trying to, uh, to, to be elusive here, but it's, it, it's really what it is. You know, um, we, we, we got to step up and, and hit, uh, hit open, open threes. And then, you know, once you, once you start hitting open threes, the closeouts become a little bit more intense. And then that's when you add the head fakes and you get to the rim and you finish and you get fouled and, or you throw a, you know, a dump pass to Gordy for a dunk and, and that type of stuff. So um, yeah, we, we're, we're, we're going to have to, we're going to have to hit the open ones for sure. You just mentioned Gordy. It's where I wanted to go next. You know, if you rewind a couple of years, um, Gordy showed up here kind of like plopped on the desk, like a lump of clay. Right. And you got to essentially mold whatever you want out of him because he was so unfamiliar with the game. I was talking about it the other day about just kind of how far he's come. And it, uh, we started talking about the old movie, the air up there. You remember that movie that it was from, we had, dude, we had to be in our teens. I mean, if we were teenagers, even then it was Kevin Bacon, like went to Africa and found a guy who was like this Uber athlete. And like, he just never had played basketball before. And so I was joking. I was like, well, that's what we got with Gordy. You know, it was just, didn't play a ton of hoops before he got to Grundy. So now he got to mold him however he wanted him. Uh, obviously, I'm joking uh, about uh, most of that, but I want to just get your take on where you've seen Gordy come from when he started out with you guys to where he is now. Yeah, he's he's been tremendous so far this preseason. You know, he this summer uh, was the first year that he really started playing AAU. And I think um, 
you know, coupling that with, um, with all the stuff that we do in the summer, which, you know, we don't have to go down that road because people know about it. Um, you know, so he was just playing a lot of hoops and then that went right into the fall with all the stuff we do into the fall and he, he just hasn't missed the beat. And he's been, like I said, he's been great. He's been, you know, getting all over the offensive glass. He's, he's such a difference maker defensively. And he's, he's been fortunate enough to learn from Rohan and then Chris Rabio. And now it's kind of like, like his turn um, to do what they did, which is uh, be a difference maker at the defensive end and defense leads to offense, especially for us this year, getting back to, you know, what, what we had just talked about, which is, um, you know, what teams are going to do to Ryan and, and, and we have to, we have to score in transition. So, you know, if Gordy's able to get that defensive rebound or block a shot and quickly outlet it to a guard and bang, we're down the floor. Or, you know, getting a layup, getting an N one, getting an open three, um, that's huge for us. So, um, but he's, he, he's been tremendous. He's, you know, he's, he's really growing um, as a basketball player. He's growing as a person, he's growing as a leader. Um, so he's obviously a, a, a huge piece of what we're gonna do this year. You talked a couple of times already about other teams potentially taking Ryan away. Duh, right? I mean, I think it's, it's kind of how I think most of us would feel about it if you were an opposing coach. Um, you have a, and I, I said this again the other day on the podcast that the most dangerous team I felt like we had was the 27 and two team. And mostly because when you see a very athletic team toward the end of the season, and they're probably top to bottom more athletic than you. They go after your first ball handler. And then mm -hmm. that's usually successful. And then they can try to take away your secondary ball handler. And then that's, you know, okay, like some maybe yes, maybe no. And then if you have a guy, a third guy that can handle the ball um, capably to get you to get you into your offense, that yeah. feels like like a difference maker. Talk about the guys behind Ryan handling Josh and whoever else that's going to be, if it's Levy or, you know, wherever, or Carrie or whoever that is, um, and yeah. just kind of where you see that fitting into, you know, a late season run. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you said it perfectly. Like Josh Moore is, is going to be so important um, to our success this year. You know, his ability to take some pressure off Ryan um, and, and, and bring the ball up against pressure or, or even – you know, allow us to get Ryan off the floor for five, 10, 15 seconds. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be really, really important. And Josh has had a really good preseason as well. Um, you know, we, we got him attacking the basket really, really hard. He's making his free throws. Um, he's so quick, you know, that, that he's another guy that's going to find people open for, for wide open shots and his ability to finish in traffic so far this preseason has been, has been really, really solid for us. Um, you know, and then after him, I, you know, I, I give, I give Matt, we just, you know, we told him, you know, revisiting the role meetings, you know, we just told Matt uh, on Tuesday night, um, you know, how impressed we've been with his ability or his willingness to, to want the ball. You know, if, if people are running away from the ball, Ryan's not in the game or whatever, if they're face guarding Ryan and say, Josh isn't in the game, Matt hasn't been hesitant to be like, you know what? I'll, I'll take it. Give me the ball. I'll, I'll get us into our offense. Um, you know, and that's, and that's great. You know, that's, that's a big part of basketball um, is, is the mental part of it. You know, it's, it's not, um, you know, I was alignment for football, uh, go figure with my body type. And uh, I know most people thought I was a wide receiver, but I was actually a lineman and um, you know, but, but with blocking, it was, you know, like, it wasn't a lot of thought to it. Like, 
I'm blocking the guy in front of me or I'm blocking the guy, the gap inside of me. And you just go and you hit him, you know, and that's kind of how it is, you know, but with basketball, if you start to, to second guess yourself or you start to doubt yourself, um, a lot of stuff kind of goes, goes downhill uh, quickly. Um, so Matt's got one up there. The fact that he just says, the hell with it, give me the ball and, and I'm going to get us into our stuff. It's, it's great. If we're being objective, I mean, this is, I always say this is the Meyer and not the something else. So we're always a bunch of Montgomery homers. Um, but if, if we're taking an honest look at some things from last season that we would be like, Oh, okay. Like not so great. Um, and you touched on it for a second with Curry out of the ball game last year, some big leads became small leads. How do you avoid it? I mean, like, is it just Josh Moore being ready now to, to be that guy or how do you avoid falling into some of those traps that you did last year? Um, that's a great question. I don't really know. I don't, I don't know if I have an accurate, you know, or a good answer for you. Um, you know, when you have a, a really talented player, um, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, everybody kind of, including the coaching staff, kind of looks to them to make a play, you know, and um, yeah, and if he's not on the floor, there's going to be some apprehension, and there's going to be some people freezing, um, you know, you, you, you just hope as a coaching staff that you've done a decent job of, of putting your players in adverse situations where they're not going to freeze up, where you know, they're like, we're more than just Ryan Curry. We're going to, we're going to make a play and we're going to get to the rim and stop a run. Um, or we're going to get a defensive stop or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So, and you know, as, as a coaching staff, we just have to um, maximize the talents on the floor, put them in the best situation to be successful. Uh, whether that's with Ryan on the floor or with Ryan off the floor or Gordy on the floor or Gordy off the floor, whatever it is. Um, we just, that's on us as a staff. Like we just, we, we, we have to not only come up with, with good schemes, but we also have to give our players confidence to know that, that they're more than just one or two guys. Now here's where a situation where I probably could have given you this question in advance and given you an ample opportunity to think about it. But again, we don't do that. So too bad. Um, <laughs> I, as I look back to a couple of years ago, um, when you had the, 762 seniors on the team and, and it, you know, clearly you, you know, you were not hurting from a leadership standpoint, but there were still guys that other teams need, knew they needed to focus on, whether it was Kevin or Riley or, you know, whatever. Um, then there became in my eyes, as I've looked back on it, other guys, Joe Ellicone comes to mind probably first, as I was thinking about it the other day of a guy that I was just like, wow, he just hits big shots. Like he doesn't care. He hit that big shot, you know, to send you to overtime against Franklin big shots against hundred and central. Like it was, it just didn't seem to matter to him. The stage wasn't too big. So the question that comes from that is, was there anything that you saw in a guy like Joe, like that led you to believe that he was going to be a guy that did that? Or did you like, was that just a thing you didn't even see coming and happened? And if there were things that you saw in Joe, are there any things like that that you can see in some of your current guys? I'm essentially asking you to predict who the, the big shot maker is going to be here, Coach, okay? You know, so, so, so with Joe, I mean, he was a three-time uh, a three varsity letter winner. So the games that you're talking about um, happened his senior year. So, like, he had 
a chance to kind of grow into that role a little bit. Um, you know, was there anything that I saw in particular? No, but I, I trusted him. You know, we tell our guys all the time, like, you're on the floor because we trust you. So, you know, we, we trusted him to take big shots and hit big shots. Um, and he did. And, and, and he was, he was, you know, really good at it. Um, if you ask who this year, I mean, again, not to be coy or whatever, guys are on the floor because we trust them to be on the floor. So um, any, anybody is, is capable of, of hitting those shots for us. Um, in regards to um, something that I mentioned earlier about us hitting open shots, we're hoping that, that Luke Smith, um, we're hoping that JT Samborski, uh, we're hoping that Matt Levy, um, uh, you, you know, um, are, are guys that, that can hit those, those open shots when they're there. Educate me, uh, educate the audience on uh, who this year, like what does the conference look like? What's the slate look like? Who, who is the big movers and shakers? What are we uh, on the lookout for? Um, yeah, I mean, the conference, as always, the, the division's really, really tough. Um, you know, uh, Rutgers prep is, is Rutgers prep. They go out and they get, you know, whoever they want. And then, um, Immaculata is going to be really, really good this year. They got, you know, they were young last year and all those guys are back. Um, they lost one kid who transferred over to St. Joe's, but, um, you know, they're going to be really, really solid. Jay, Jay Gomes, who runs NJ hoops has them preseason top 25, um, in, in, in the state. Um, so that right there, I mean, you have, you have those two teams that appear to be uh, the cream of the crop in, in our division. Um, Ridge has a lot of their guards back, and they can really, really shoot it. Um, you know, obviously, old, old friend Kyle Rearig. I know he hates when I say old friend. So old, present, and new friend. We'll, we'll, we'll get them all, all taken care of there. Um, you know, he's second to none in regards to X's and O's and being a coach. So he'll have his guys ready to go. Phillipsburg's always tough, you know, run their flex offense and they run their matchup zone or their two, three zone and, uh, you know, do a good job. Um, you know, and I, th I think if, you know, again, if, if we hit shots and we play with confidence and, and we do all the things that we've shown the ability to do this preseason, we're going to be a tough out as well. So I'll say it County conference and state, since we know that's a, uh... You know, those are the goals. Yeah. Um, how, how, where do you think we, you know, things stack up, uh, you know, as you look in, is, is your team, and I don't ask, I'm not asking you for a prediction. I'm asking you uh, essentially, how equipped do you, do you feel your team feels they are to, to do that? Are they, do they feel like they're an underdog? Do they feel like they're a, a favorite? Where do they think they come in on it? I mean, we're I think we're realists. I mean, I think that, you know, even, even, you know, Riley and Kevin Rohan and, and those guys, their senior year, if, if you would have said, are you going to beat Rutgers prep twice? You know, I don't, I don't think they would have said, you know, a hundred percent. Yes. You know, with, with, with certainty, um, you know, so, so, you know, are we an underdog when we play Rutgers prep twice? Yes. Are we an underdog when we play Immaculata twice? Probably. Um, you know, are we, uh, an even bet with, with Ridge um, and North Hunterdon, you know, in Phillipsburg, you know, probably most likely who's ever playing home. Um, but again, man, you, you, you can never, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings and all those stuff, like, like you can never measure a team's culture and, and that never factors into it. And, and I would like to think that, 
that our culture is, is second to none. And, uh, you know, I talked all about that uh, at the tip-off dinner last night. And, and, and these guys expect to win. I mean, we've won seven conference titles, um, you know, in the last, what the hell is it, 13 years, 13 years, 12 years, something like that. Um, so our guys expect to win. We, we have a culture of winning. Um, so that, that's, that's big. That's really, really big in, in, in high school uh, athletics. So, um, you know, we're going to go into every game expecting to win, whether we're playing, you know, Hillsborough opening night or whether we're playing Gill in the county championship, who's nationally ranked, by the way. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, is that good? You know, we're, we're, yeah, I think, I think they're pretty good at basketball, good. but okay. you know, so we're going to go into every game expecting to win coaching staff's going to put together a good scouting report and, and we're going to have the guys believing and you know, it's all you can do. Look, I got to tell you, I'm like legitimately excited. I, and I, I say that knowing that the, you know, the competition is going to be as good as it is going to be this year. But I, my sense is like, we're good. And yeah. they're and they're good, yeah. and you know what that's going to be? It's going to be good basketball. And I don't know what the things are going to come out, you know, in one direction or the other. But that's just my sense, and I think that maybe, and and I feel differently about that this year. Like I, I'm, always, I usually tend to think of my optimism on the season as like, well, how much do I think we're going to win? And like I don't know because of just where everybody is in the state of the conference because everybody's well, good. It's going to be going to be fun though. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to, it's going to, you're hundred percent right. It's going to be really, really good basketball. It's going to be really good games. Um, you know, obviously the, the, the X factor is, is COVID, you know, how many teams are, are going to be shut down and how many games are we going to lose? And, you know, hopefully it's none. hopefully everybody stays healthy and there's no COVID shutdowns and all that stuff, but you know, you, you, you never know. And, um, you know, so that's going to be, be something that not just Montgomery, but everybody's dealing with. Listen, get them, everybody, to stop licking doorknobs, and we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Don't lick doorknobs. Write, write that down, please. Write that down. <laughs> Coach, uh, in all seriousness, uh, can't thank you enough for joining us today. I'm sure we're going to be you're going to be sick of me before too long. But uh, for now, uh, great luck this season. Uh, so excited for opening night that I just can't even stand it. I'm not even going to be there. And. Ah! The- <laughs> Uh, no, no, all, all kidding aside. So pumped for the season. Best of luck. Looking forward to taking every step with you. And thanks to the Meyer who, uh, you know, is going to be doing all of our games this year, uh, which we're really, really pumped about. You guys do a fantastic job. Can't thank you enough for, you know, my brother down in Virginia and, and, and my dad who's on dialysis and, and, and all that stuff. They can't get to every game. Um, you know, my mom was obviously with my dad. Um, you know, so, so there you, you, you bring, uh, you know, you bring a smile to people's faces who, who can't, who can't be here in person. So thank you guys for all you do. My pleasure. And I thought I couldn't feel any better than I did 10 to 10 seconds ago. (laughs) All right. This has been the head coach of Montgomery high school, Chris Grundy. You stay with us, whether you're listening on the pod or you're listening in the pregame show, basketball is on its way to you Friday night against Hillsboro in the Cougar Den tip-off coming at seven. Stick with us. You're caught in the mire. This is the Montgomery Internet Radio Experience.